We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to Stender, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts, please visit jcastnetwork.org. To share your thoughts about this podcast or others, please visit facebook.com slash jcastnetwork. Parshat Naso is in some sense a continuation of uh, last week's Torah portion, Parshat Bamidbar, uh, which uh, talks about how the uh, Israelites would uh, set up in their camp uh, and then uh, break down their camp in order to uh, begin marching forward in the wilderness. It takes place uh, at uh, the base of Mount Sinai. Uh, the uh, children of Israel have been camped there uh, since uh, uh, before the revelation at Mount Sinai, which occurred all the way back in Exodus. They've been staying in one place. And so now they're getting instruction uh, about uh, how to build up and break down camp in order to uh, begin their march forward to the promised land, which uh, uh, which will happen uh, in, uh, 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 which will begin happening uh, in uh, next week's Torah portion. Uh, but uh, what we, uh, at the beginning of the Torah portion, it continues the discussion of the roles of the different clans of the Levi'im, the different Levite clans, uh, about uh, what their various responsibilities were in carrying forward the uh, the articles and elements of the tabernacle. Uh, and then there is a, uh, an interpolation in the, in the Torah reading uh, of, uh, of a few uh, different vignettes, uh, one being the Nazir, uh, somebody who takes a vow of, uh, of devotion to God uh, that uh, prohibits uh, uh, products made from grapes and wine and other uh, uh, intoxicants uh, and cutting the hair. Uh, and then we have a very strange and troubling uh, 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 account of uh, something called the Sota, uh, which is a woman who is uh, suspected by her husband of uh, committing adultery. Uh, and she's put through uh, a sort of trial by ordeal uh, to determine uh, her innocence or her guilt. Uh, and uh, we uh, then have the uh, Birkat Kohanim, the priestly blessing, uh, which uh, uh, archaeologists uh, have discovered uh, is, uh, is a, at, at the moment the, uh, the oldest text that we have in evidence uh, in, uh, of the Torah, that we have a physical copy of uh, the, uh, the oldest uh, text that we have a physical copy of uh, from the Torah portion, uh, from the Torah found at uh, a site known, now known as Ketav Chinom uh, in, uh, in, in Jerusalem. Uh, our Torah portion uh, then circles back to, uh, to a discussion of the, uh, the, the setup of the camp, and in particular, the, uh, the completion, the erection of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle, uh, and, uh, and the ceremony that takes place to, uh, to consecrate the tabernacle, called Chanukah uh, Tamikdash, the, uh, the, the ceremony of, uh, of dedicating the tabernacle. And so, because of that, uh, the portion, some of the portion that we're going to read today uh, is the Torah portion that we read for what holiday might you imagine? Yom 
Hanukkah. Hanukkah, very good, because it parallels uh, the, the the story of Hanukkah, which is about Hanukkah Habayit, the uh, the rededication of the temple after uh, having taken it back from uh, from from Greek rule. What's interesting, I think, about these first two portions of the Book of Numbers, taking out for a moment the uh, the intriguing and disturbing uh, passages of the Nazir and Sota, um, is how uh, is how orderly they are, especially in comparison with the rest of the Book of Numbers, which is all about uh, uh, chaos and distress uh, and rebellion and punishment and social disorder and social breakdown. Uh, I uh, th- that's why scholars suggest that. The uh, beginning of the book of Numbers possibly reflects a different author uh, than the latter portions of the book of Numbers, um, because the beginning of the book of Numbers is all about discipline and order, and the latter uh, portions of the book of Numbers uh, are all about uh, uh, the the violation of rules and and disorder. And that's certainly possible. What strikes me about it is uh, a conversation that I used to always have with my mother that I now uh, sometimes have with my own children, which is, what is the point of cleaning up your room and making your bed if it's just and folding your clothes and putting them away if they're just going to get messed up and thrown all over the place again later that's the question that uh, that I always ask and uh, that's what happens here in the Torah portion right they have this sort of like orderly setup of the tabernacle and of the camp uh, only to find that everything dissolves uh, into disorder and disarray uh, a few moments later and the answer that my mother always gave me, which is the answer that I try to give my children when I have the presence of mind to do so, um, is that we keep things in order so that we have a model of what it ought to look like and what it will once again look like when everything is put back into place. That, I think, is why we have this model of uh, uniformity and order um, at the beginning of the uh, Torah portion, the beginning of the book of Numbers, is uh, despite the rest of the story, the heart of the story, which is about disorder, disarray, and rebellion, uh, and what happens to us uh, when we uh, uh, fall into that state, we're presented with an image of the way things can be the way things might be, the way things ought to be, because we can then employ that model as a way of tshuva, a way of coming back, to see a model of how things might be and ought to be so that we can get back to that state if we work at it.